the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bard Minute Attorney and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD and certification, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I'm both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, my life's observations, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the roles that that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. Yes, bankruptcy law, because as I shared with you before, it intersects with just about every other area of the law. Now, I also practice some related fields in my overall financial practice, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, that is to say, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business aspects of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last nearly 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people of color, including indigenous communities. And I also support plain old vanilla white folks who make up the vast majority of my practice. So sometimes I have to get that in. (laughs) And because I grew up as a military brat and always will be one, and also help create another one with my former spouse, uh, who was also in the military, I have firsthand knowledge of just how hard it can be sometimes financially and economically for citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our less than patriotic capital-based economic system. That's what it is, especially after these individuals and their families separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. I am so blessed to have been raised by a dad who gave back to this country via his service in the military, who informed me that I, too, had a duty, an ongoing duty to my community and to our society and to our universe through some form of service of my own choosing in return for the gifts that God gave me. 
However, he cautioned me because I was so stubborn. I shouldn't go into the military lest he spend a lot of time visiting me in the stockade <laughs> for disobeying orders or not disobeying, but maybe asking too many questions as to why I had to follow these orders. And so I took him up on that advice. And in addition to having a great father who was committed to help steer me in the right direction as I was preparing to leave his nest, I also had the great fortune to both know and spend a lot of time with, and then actually became great friends with both my maternal and paternal grandmothers, both of whom served great economic challenges of the last century, the 20th century. That was the Great Depression, which I don't hope we don't have again here, World War II, and I hope we don't have World War III, and the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through and through our society today. And as these wonderful women helped raise me and they always loved me and shared with me the stories of their grandparents who loved and raised them in the post-Reconstruction Jim Crow South, it is out of my great love and respect for these women who are always with me in spirit, urging me on, along with my late dad, to do the right thing, that when the situation is right, through my current chosen form of service, practicing and also speaking and writing about the law, I am sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of women and seniors and the disabled who find themselves the targets of, and unfortunately more and more, the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of adult a uh, disabled adult and elder financial abuse that you could ever imagine that seems to be running rampant in our society today, including neglect. And also, I'm starting to feel that maybe seniors are targeted by some of our financial institutions, uh, hoping that we're asleep at the wheel and our money goes into to the favor. But we'll talk about that on another show. So the purpose of Selman's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your and our money and more probably than not, the lack thereof, or at least we don't have a sufficient amount thereof in our overall finances and what you and I may need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate our or your our own or our families or our small businesses, financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational form. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational form for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least a general outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you're having a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your assets, but especially your debt. So today, uh, in as much as this show will air on the last Saturday, the last day of September in 2023, and this past or two weeks ago, this past September 17th marked the 236th anniversary of the United States Constitution way back on September 17, uh, 1787 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I wanted to continue our periodic dialogue on the meaning of the United States Constitution and also urge all of us to commit 
to setting aside some time each week to read and comprehend a passage or two of the most famous articulation of our, we the people's relationship with our Republican form of government, the form of government with all its flaws and implementation, nonetheless, heretofore has been the most respected form of democratic government in the world. And as I said last week, if you're a lifelong Trekkie like me, according to Captain Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, the most respected articulation of the rights and responsibilities of a free people in the universe. Well, actually, you know, Captain Kirk is a fictional character. So don't call out somebody to drop a net on me. I know that. Uh, He was the original intellectual property of the late Gene Roddenberry, who created Star Trek. And the episode in which Captain Kirk, played by William Shatner, recited the preamble to the United States Constitution and implied that the Constitution was one of the founding documents of the Federation of Planets was entitled the Omega Glory. And it aired on March 1st, 1968, when I was in the eighth grade in a science math and science and math nerd. Now, some people consider that episode to be quite racist, which tends to go against those who knew Mr. Rottenberry and his insistence that the Sharth Track show show the kind of diversity and inclusion that he had hoped for when he was alive, which is why the continuing thread throughout the Star Trek series was the prime directive commanding that no member of the Starfleet could ever interfere with the national natural progression of any alien race they encountered. And that seemed to me to be anti-colonialist and paternalistic at the same time. But in as much as you can find Star Trek episodes, all of them somewhere on the internet. If you're interested, I urge you to view the Omega Glory episode for yourself and come to your own conclusion. You know, that year, that spring that the Omega Glory was aired for the first time on television is also the same spring of 1968 when the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey hit the theaters. And my science teacher and I totally geeked out about the two pieces of what we consider to be futuristic political literature. But then again, I digress. Getting back to today's topic, we the people really need to take it upon ourselves to learn about our Constitution now, as we're currently bearing witness each and every day as some of the most powerful men in our country attempt to bend the Constitution towards their will through their overt acts to subvert it right in front of our eyes and or through their failure to uphold it through their dereliction of their duties, their constitutional duties that they swore to take into consideration and to uphold. We must learn about our constitution for ourselves and use it as our baseline guiding principles to ferret out those who either currently are in or seek or are seeking political power, lest we wake up one morning and find it, our constitution, along with our freedoms, have vanished as if they were taken away by a thief in the night. As I shared with you last week, I consult the Constitution at least a couple times a week. And the version that I use is the Interactive Constitution, which is a product of the National Constitution Center located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, near where the Constitution was signed. And you can find it at constitutioncenter.org. 
I also have the app on my iPad and my iPhone. And I also have a few hard copies of both the United States Constitution and the California Constitution that I prize because one of them was a gift from the late um, California State Senator Milton Marks, who, along with his wife, Carolyn, adopted me when I was in my late 20s and tried to get me to become a politician. I'm stubborn. <laughs> As I went over how the National Constitution came into being last week, this week, when we come back, I want to share with you why I think it is such a good resource to help us begin our investigation into the Constitution's meaning. But first, we'll take a short break and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion of today's topic, the United States Constitution, on its 236-year anniversary of its signing way back on September 17, 1787 in Philadelphia. And why I believe we all need to set aside some time each week to read and comprehend this document as it is the most famous articulation of our, we the people, relationship with our Republican form of government. The form of government that with all its flaws and faults in implementation, nonetheless has heretofore been the most respected form of governance in the world. I say I really then we really need to take it upon ourselves to learn our Constitution uh, as we bear witness each and every day to some of the most powerful men in our country attempt to bend the Constitution to their will and not ours, either through trying to subvert it right in front of our eyes or failure to uphold their duty to uphold it. As such, we must learn about the Constitution ourselves and use it as our baseline guiding principle to ferret out those either currently in or seeking political power, political power, lest we wake up one morning and find it, our Constitution, along with our freedoms, have vanished in the night. Just to level set, again, the interactive Constitution housed at the National Constitution Center, nonpartisan research tool that allows those interested in learning about our Constitution including learners of all ages, including me, who want to engage in the text of the Constitution, uh, discover how experts agree and disagree about its history and meaning, and explore arguments on all sides of the constitutional debates, which, as you know or should know, is at the heart of our very American way of life. Now, the National Constitution Center provides a platform where we can learn the text, history, and meaning of the Constitution from leading scholars from diverse legal and philosophical philosophical perspectives. Now, how is this accomplished? The interactive Constitution has broken down the Constitution into each of its component clauses, and each clause of the United States Constitution provides three distinct scholarly essays explaining what that clause means in plain English, including a joint essay explaining the parts that are not controversial and 
one each from both sides of the liberal and conservative views by inviting nominations from the American Constitutional Society and the Federalist Society, each representing the polar opposites of how to interpret our Constitution. For example, in this corner is the American Constitution Society, a public policy organization made up of progressive and liberal lawyers and others who share the belief uh, that the Constitution should be interpreted and grow liberally. In fact, they state that the American Constitution Society's website, located at acslaw.gov, that the basis for the constitutional interpretation, and I quote, quote, as Chief Justice John Marshall wrote in McKellar versus Maryland, a constitution's nature requires that only its great outline should be marked, its important objects designated, and the minor ingredients which compose those objects be deduced from the natural order of the objects themselves. As such, ACS promotes methods of interpreting the Constitution that give full meaning to its values and all of our guarantees that it contains so that it continues to serve the American people from generations and for generations to come. In other words, it's my understanding that the American Constitution Society believes the U.S. Constitution is a living organism that must be interpreted against the backdrop of history and the lived experience in this now, the 21st century and beyond, by ensuring that our laws are act as a force for protecting our democracy and the public interests and for improving all our lives. And in the other corner is the Federalist Society, of conservatives and libertarian lawyers and others who advocate for an interpretation of the legal system and the Constitution in general of the United States in accordance with a textualist or originalist interpretation of the Constitution. Now, at its website, which is located at FEDSOC.org, it gives a concise statement of its purpose, and I quote, Founded in 1982, the Federalist Society for Law and Public Policy Studies is a group of conservative and libertarians dedicated to reforming the current legal order. We are committed to the principles that the state exists to preserve freedom and the separation of governmental powers is central to our Constitution and that it is emphatically the province and duty of the judiciary to say what law is to determine whether the law is passed constitutional muster. If upon reviewing the Constitution, the court finds that the issue or law isn't written in the text of the Constitution, the reviewing court cannot and should not make a ruling in favor of an issue or law by interpreting a more expansive view of the Constitution. And as such, the Federalist Society has spent nearly 20 years attempting to reform the judiciary. And if those of you who are awake, you know that they're in charge of the Supreme Court now and it's going to be having their way. Now, as a result of this censure's 
that is to say the National Constitution Center's focus on the widest range of views of the meaning of the Constitution for each clause, not each clause, but for most clause, a scholar from the American Constitution Society on the left and a scholar from the Federalist Society on the right each provide their analysis. And uh, as such, the National Constitution Centers work with the American Constitution Society and the Federalist Society to help the users of the interactive Constitution explore areas of agreement and disagreement about the Constitution's text and history and how it's been interpreted over time. I find this very, very powerful, informative to me, and that's why I'm sharing this with you. Now, for all the reasons that I just provided, I have used the interactive constitution uh, on an almost daily basis to orient me or reorient me about the major issues that I have to deal with each and every day in my practice or in my writings as they relate to the United States Constitution. Now, focusing on Article 1, Section 9, Clause 7, it contains two clauses, the Appropriations Clause and the Statements and Accounts Clause, which state no money shall be drawn from the Treasury, but in consequence of appropriations made by law and regular statement and account of the receipts and expenditures of all public money shall be published from time to time, end quote. Now, in the National Constitution Center's Interactive Constitution, Kate Smith from Yale Law School explains why the federal budget is part of Congress's job description. Like the appropriations requirement, this statement of account requires um, that the legislative branch has the duty to submit and approve an annual budget. Inasmuch as we're heading in for a governmental shutdown simply because Congress refuses to perform its mandate under our Constitution, we need to be prepared to hold account those who would put us in economics harm's way by putting millions of civil servants on furlough and halting payments to governmental contractors. But more importantly, they're also putting our national security at risk. Did you know that the Department of Defense was not subject to the last shutdowns of governments in 2018 and 2019 because Congress passed and then the president, who shall not be named by me, signed the Defense Appropriation Act just two days before the end of the, that fiscal year. And in 2013, Congress passed a one-off just before the shutdown to ensure that service members would be paid. Do you know that this go round? some lawmakers have introduced legislation to pay the military even during a shutdown? But as of the recording of this show on Friday, September 29, 2023, nothing has come to fruition. Our enemies, both foreign and domestic, nothing at us. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, and provide for the common defense promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish the Constitution of the United States for the common defense. I say that again. It's just too bad for us that the people in control of the house want to burn down our way of life, burn it down to the ground because they're pissed off. We, the people, can't let them get away with this. 
we need to remember how this happened when we go to the polls next November, if we're still here. Well, we're going to leave it there for now, but as always in closing here at Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including having access and utilizing tools that our government has provided to us to help keep us informed and knowledgeable participants in the proper functioning and function of the first branch of our government, Congress, who needs to get up off their behinds and pass a continuing resolution or get our budget in place. So till next time, rest in peace, Diane Feinstein. And for all the rest of us, please take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.